to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about all things Aguilas in uh, on this side of the stream. And we're going to be talking about the unbeaten run still as America and Solari's team continue the quote-unquote unbeaten run. And we'll talk about the game against Leon, the draw that was there, was there not a robo in Guanajuato? We'll get into that. And then, of course, we're going to be talking transfer rumors, updates, and all that good stuff. Because I lied to all of you and I told you the transfer window ends tomorrow when in reality, we still have more than three to four weeks to sign potentially more than one player. But Christian, we'll get you guys all caught up with that as well. And then finally, to top off the episode, we'll have you guys covered for everything going on in and around the Clásico Nacional in Dallas for this upcoming weekend. We'll have you guys more information in regards to that aspect. But as always, joining me today is none other than Christian Rosendo and Brooklyn's very own AJ Genuine. How are we tonight? Doing pretty good, Ivan. Thank you. I hope everyone's doing well. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Um, heading into the international break, I think we should be, um, I guess, optimistic going into the kind of the, the second half of the season, so-called um, undefeated record, best a uh, tied being the best defensive team in the league. Um, you know, there, there's some good things to take away from this first half and some bad things, um, but we'll get into it a little bit later, though. So, um, yeah, just excited about tonight. Definitely. Some very exciting topics to be discussed, and we'll see what happens. AJ, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Just covered the America Premier match not too long ago. 2-0. We move. Definitely. We'll move on. Anyone who wants to hear more about that, you guys can tune in next uh, next Lady Aguila episode, which is going to be coming this Thursday. You guys can catch up today, everything going on in and around the world of Lady Aguilas. But again, they continue their good run of form as well. But let's talk about a little bit about the men's side of things. Quote unquote, still undefeated after Siete Jornadas. Let's talk about the matchup that just happened against Leon in Guanajuato. Gentlemen, we came into this one a little bit skeptical as to how we were going to be maybe potentially playing against this Leon side. I, I don't know. I, I felt we were very flat. I, I, I don't know if that's the correct statement, Christian. I, I just felt that we just weren't all there. Uh, I mean, to top it off, Solari starting 11 just wasn't the indicator that we said, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to come out here and win this game, you know? Yeah, no, def- um, so a couple points here. Um, I think that America, well, in general, I think the game just started off very, very frantic for both sides. I think um, both sides were a little careless um, in the midfield and in their back line, uh, kind of exposing themselves a little bit. Um, I think after both teams get their goal, the game kind of just dies down. Um, I think they just start respecting each other a little bit more. Um, but let's just, um, let's just turn it down back a little bit. I think America had a good start actually to the game. I think, uh, I like the way they started off. Um, not really being scared of Leon and, and what they possess. I think they just wanted to go out there and play their game and ultimately it leading to a penalty for America, which 100% was a penalty. Um, and it was beautifully taken by Aguilera, even though I'm not going to lie, I did have a candle lit in the before he did take it. So I think that helped. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, so, you know, it was, it felt good being up with nothing in Leon away. It looked like we had everything under control. And then, um, even after the goal, I still thought that we were playing a good game and you kind of felt like, okay, 
this is the medic we want to see pushing, pushing, even after we have the lead. Um, I think it was something new to us because we never had the lead this early before. Um, unfortunately, though, unfortunately, unfortunately, a really, really bad mistake by Richard Sanchez, um, you know, leads to a, a takeaway from Leon and a beautiful counterattack by them. Ultimately, a bad defensive play by Fidalgo. I kind of, I think we'll see it on this play right here. He kind of just like just bites into the feint a little bit too hard, um, you know, and opens up a, a very large space for the Leon player to kind of just, you know, uh, you know, giving a nice swifty pass in uh, for the goal. Um, nothing Ochoa can do there, obviously. Um, and it just seems like um, that defensive mistake really just cost us the whole game. I really feel like we would have just kind of kept it 1-0 throughout the whole half or even potentially gone up 2-0. This game could have been completely different and we could have been talking about something else. Um, but, you know, it's just things like that. And we've seen, we've seen it throughout the whole game too. Very imprecise, um, you know, decision-making after that Richard Sanchez mistake by almost everyone on the team. And it just seemed like it kind of deflated everyone. And, and it was very weird to see because normal players that we don't see making these mistakes are making them. And it just let Leon to grow in the match. Thankfully, you know, it didn't cost us too much. But uh, definitely something that Slot is going to have to clean up uh, when we come back from the international break. For a second, I was thinking, did, did Christian watch the wrong game, AJ? Because I, I did not agree when he said that this is probably the best game we've played so far. and. Reality is that I just I I did not see a good America side out there. I felt that we were very sloppy on the ball. The start wasn't not even the start. I don't even think the start was good. The start was the start was good. We had our chances. I didn't like it. I thought that we were very much right. Aiden, you agree with me? The start we had. The start we had so many chances. We were attacking them. Literally, like right before the Leon goal, America. I mean, that was all America. All America. It was after the goal, but yes, then I agree with you, Ivan. Everything just went downhill. Yeah. Um, and it just seemed like we couldn't just come back into the game. Hundred percent. Even at the that. start of things, I there was Leon was pressing high, you know, and I felt that America just got a little bit lucky here and there with their passing, but they, they were forcing mistakes, and I just didn't like how no one felt too comfortable on the ball. You you saw that there wasn't really an intention to try to split. Uh, a pass. There was always so much things being forced down the middle. I, I don't know. You know, I, it was a pretty good start, but I think it's because uh, Dylan saying right here, I thought the start was good too until Leon's goal. I, I don't know. I, 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 I think agree. it was. It was because Leon also came out too searching for their thing, which gave us the spaces to you know open up and and try to find something. Which again, we capitalized on none of them because our goal had to come via penalty, but. I don't know. I just, I, you're right. After we score the goal, though, it just it seems like it starts getting more flatter. Um, and then the second half, I just felt that it, it, this was again not the America side that we wanted. I, I, I don't know. I, I just felt that there was too much imprecision, too much sloppiness, um, a lot of back passing at times. You know, they all kept their shape, and and their their plan was simple just catch them on the counter whenever they can and press them as high as possible to force a mistake they know emma aguilera is not the best sometimes which by the way he surprised me i thought he had probably one of his best game in this match he was probably you know? the best defender there yeah held the defense very well i saw him make some really really good passes with his left foot which i was like i didn't even know he could use his left foot um but yeah it, 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 it's it's a weird game whenever you say Aguilero is probably one of your best players. 100%. But, um, I don't know. I think this, 
after the Leon goal, it just seemed like, like you said, Ivan, I think, I think America was just a little bit more non-creative going forward. I felt like, you know, okay, now it's 1-1 again. Now we don't have the lead. So now we got to be even more careful. And then that's where you see just the, you know, the lateral passing and not really the forward passing that we want to see. Um, and that just doesn't, um, it, it just, you know, it's, it's not good with us, right? We, we want to see the more forward passing players like Gordon and Filalgo, I think, didn't really do what they were asked to do in this game. Um, and they were they were somewhat quiet for me. And, and you know, and I said it in the last podcast, this was Filalgo's game to kind of show us why, you know, he is a creative person. And it just seemed like he couldn't get anything going this night. Yeah, nothing at all. And I think that was the more kind of frustrating, you know, thing about all of this. And, I mean... It, he's not the only person to single out, of course, of right? Of course not. Because, no, there is. You know, know. Um, he, you know, I think Chris says it perfectly here. He says, well, way too many spaces given to us. Rogers should have started, in my opinion. I think it's time we talk about Henry being benched. He has shown nothing from what he did in the Olympics. And you know what? I, to some extent, I think I do agree. Uh, you know, he's been very flat in, in regards to creating chances. I mean, he, he caused a couple of mistakes, right? He had... A, that great opportunity that just kind of falls to him a little bit awkwardly when the goalkeeper's right there, the defender's right there as well, tries to like just toe poke it past Gota, uh, and just doesn't really get anywhere. But he, he's still doing a lot of the off the ball stuff really well, which, you know, again, it's, it's so hard to take into consideration whenever you're not really focusing on the player himself. I, I do think though, Roger would have opened up this game a little bit more, um, which I was a little bit upset that, you know, he came on the, as late as he did, but then again, taking consideration everything that the game was going on, the red card that Richard Sanchez got, which, by the way, I think was non-existent. But again, we're not here to get into the debacle of whether or not the, whether or not the refs did the right thing or not. Got to just kind of call it how it is. But I don't know. The first half, the first half was all right in, in my opinion. You know, the second half was what let me down the most. Well, I, I, think, I think I think just because of the red card, I think everything just kind of went downhill. Even when we came out, like you said, before the red card, I think I agree with you there. We just didn't come out like I think we needed to come out. I think Leon just kind of just, um, you know, kind of took advantage of it. Just saying, okay, you know, we're going to come out hot and let's see what happens. And, you know, credit to them, they did. Um, but another thing that I think I just want to touch on real quick is I think we had about three counterattacks. And all of them resulted either in us getting the ball taken away or a bad pass. And in two, in two out of the three, we could have scored a goal. Now, I don't know if we practiced counterattacks enough, but it just seemed like every single player involved in that counterattack was lost. They did not know where to go. They did not know when to ask for a pass. They did not know how to open up. Everyone just seemed all congested in the middle. Bunched up, yeah. And it was the most annoying thing to see, knowing that you had a 3v4, you could have opened up passes to the outside and open up another space and it just didn't happen. You were either too late to react or you got the ball taken away from you. And I just don't know why caliber players like Richard Sanchez, Cordova, Fidalgo, Henry Martin, um, you know, all those players couldn't understand to move around and just, you know, create something more dangerous of that counterattack. That's the real question, AJ. I mean, you you got the you know pleasure of being able to cover this game for us. Uh, I, I mean, what what did you see? Disappointment, really. Just feel like we didn't really take this game seriously. 
we just felt like let's go for the draw. We like I feel like Christian mentioned we disrespected each other. I mean, you know, throughout this entire game, I feel like the tail two halves, good first start, good first half until that angle happened, and from there on out, it just it was just painful to watch. Just every play just seemed we're not in form really. Yellow cards left and right, which I felt like also just stopped us from really being too aggressive because knowing. What happened to Richie Sanchez? Any other player was not going to try to risk it and get themselves red card as well in this match. So, several we'll to see. And just, yeah, no, we got completely dominated in possession, which was not good to see. As soon as America said, we're so possessive and they don't have the most yeah. possession out of us. So, yeah, I, I don't think this team was able to cope and adapt with that. And you know what? I think Leon got under our skin. Mm-hmm. The, the reality of it is they kept fouling our players. They kept interrupting our play. And it felt like the players just were frustrated at the fact that they couldn't play their game because at any moment, Leon would, like, you know, take one down, take another player down, take another player down. And, it, you know, I understand the frustration. You're getting hit, you know, time and time again. Uh, and, and the mental aspect of it, I think, paid dividends for Leon because we weren't really our, our sharpest. I mean, you know. You mentioned it, Christian. You saw a lackluster Fidalgo. You saw, again, a Cordoba that did nothing for the entirety of the time that he was out there on the pitch. Uh, you know, you saw Henry Martin that, again, looks less than half of what he showed in the Olympics. You know, a Pedro Quino that, yeah, whilst he maybe had one of his best games uh, last week, this game didn't actually even show up to that extent, you know? Exactly. So, uh, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, when you're talking about Emmanuel Aguilera as one of your best players on the pitch, that's got to tell you something about everything else and everyone else. I mean, Richard Sanchez, I thought, was his worst game in an America jersey this season, you know? No, and also, like I said, I think you, you hit on at the beginning of the, the review, um, the lineup. It, it, it didn't make sense to me. Um, this, this, like you said, this is a game for Linus. This is a game for Roger Martinez, you know? Uh, the, the chemistry that Linus and Reyes were building, I think you could have did a little something more dangerous on the left side. This was um, a George Sanchez game, by the way. And uh, 100%, 100%. Um, and listen, it's just, I, I, I think so. I got it wrong. You know, it's, you know, the, the man can get everything right, but I think this one, he, he did get it wrong. I honestly think this is a game for Jorge Sanchez, a game for Maron Linus, even though I really don't think highly of him this season. Um, I think he could have done a little bit more than what Reyes provided on the wing. I think they just work better when they intertwine with each other. They, they just building that chemistry that I think would have, you know, served us wonders here. And then Roger Martinez, I think, you know, he, he would have just been a headache in, in, in a half or lay on. Um, even when he came on, he was taking on three to four defenders by himself. Um, and imagine what he could have done with the full 90. So, um, and like you said, listen, this is a game for Venus too. Um, like I said, you know, they, this is a game to out-muscle them. Vinas would have been your guy. He would have been the one being all annoying in the box when, when crosses were getting to them. Um, you know, I really think Salah needs to look at, 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 his, at, his, at his squad and make sure you can point who is you know, the better player for the night. Um, and I think this night, I don't think he got it right. Um, you give or take here are some players, and I think we could have put out a better performance. This kind of felt more of a we're here to make sure we don't lose type of game. From America, at least from the lineup perspective of things, right? I don't necessarily think so. That his message was, all right, guys, let's hold for a point. I think it was very much so, like, let's go out there, let's try to win. But, you know, let's also try to be as conservative as, as we can be in the back. Which, again, yeah, you know, I, I think paid dividends because we only concede that one goal, which, by the way, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if George Sanchez is there, we don't concede that goal. 
Because um, I feel like he traps a little bit more back. Fidalgo's not so much in that position, or maybe he Fidalgo yeah, I mean, is in that position, but George still tracks back a little bit faster than Layun. Oh, by the way, Layun again, terrible game. The man That's was all over the pitch. For, I don't even know if he understood what you are playing right back today meant because there was times where he was just drifting towards the middle while Leon were attacking. Not making what passes doing? correctly. Yeah. So it was frustrating to watch. Very frustrating to watch. Also, I think this is probably the worst game in Luis Fuentes this season. I didn't have so much a problem with Luis Fuentes, to I, be honest. Like, my man was getting... Obviously, he was getting cooked on that ha- on, on his <laughs> side because obviously he doesn't have the pace, right? My man was getting destroyed. So, oh my goodness, that was not. But I think it's, I, I think overall his positioning was okay. His passing was all right. I just I just felt that he was always set up to fail in this game, you know. Understandable. But again, look at the end of the day, you know we co- we come out here and and we'll criticize the game for what it is, but. In hindsight, AJ, is this is this maybe a blessing in disguise? Is a point definitely something to you know walk away out of Leon and say, you know what, this is actually maybe possibly a good result. I mean, we're still undefeated, so there's that. So I mean, hey, if uh, we didn't lose, we didn't. And by the way, we still are the best defense in the league. Three only next to uh, next to Atlas. Next to Atlas. So I don't know. I don't know where the Lions that podcast thought that they were going to score three on us. I told you guys, and they all laughed at me. <laughs> well, we all agreed. I was like, you guys are not getting past three. They're on, not I guess. getting three. I mean, it was uh, interesting. Credit, credit to them. Credit to them thinking, thinking very adventurous, but we all knew they were yes. three. Come on. M.I. Gilera would not allow that to happen. They couldn't even get one when we had 10 men. You think we were going to get three? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> when we had 11. <laughs> yeah. No, I... I I do think so. Um, I, Chris Rivera saying, I think you all got them hyped. That's why. <laughs> and maybe so. Maybe we rattled them a little bit. And so they decided to come on and, you know, get them get them on here. But, I mean, overall, is there anything else that we could take away from this game? Um, I just think that it's, you know, I don't like saying that a point is a good result. But considering how everything went and considering being down a man for about 30 minutes, the point will suffice for now. Um, you know, and to AJ's point, you know, we're still the best defensive team. We're still the leader, uh, the league leader heading into the break. Um, there's stuff to work on, of course, because the harder games are upon us. Um, like that, this, this is it. We're, we're in it. This is the start of the yeah, harder we're game. We're, 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 we're deep neck into it. Yeah. We're in it. We're in it now. So um, there's definitely time to build up upon. Uh, hopefully, 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 I know it's going to be a miracle and it probably will not happen. But hopefully there is some sort of transfer coming in that we can kind of base it off and then, you know, work our way uh, to a better squad going forward. Um, but as of right now, I think, well, I think we're okay with the point. Um, and it's just, you know, for Salati to kind of have some homework to do to see what the best 11 is when you're, you have your 11 guys there or when you have your, your full squad available there. And let's be honest, it's a lot of games that was were played in August. Like this squad had to go through so much games in such a short spell of time. I mean, you're talking from, you know, God, the the I don't even know what jornada it was before the Champions League, and then you had double jornada afterwards, and then you had some players had to go to the all-star game. So that's a lot of Wednesday matchups. That's a lot of traveling. That's a lot of back and forth. Uh, you know, we had what two two consistent away games with, you know, Juarez and and 
I can't remember the other one. Was it Atlas? I, I, I don't know. But it's a lot of wear and tear on these players. Which, by the way, they're not really going to get a break. Some of these guys are going on international duty. They got to go and, you know, play some more competitive matches. And the rest that aren't are have to fly out to Dallas and play uh, friendly against Chivas, right? Yeah. And we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that in just a second. I think so. I just kind of just see who else is available for the squad, you know? Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens, but it's... It's going to be tough, and squad depth is going to be so important because, like you mentioned, Christian, we're in the nitty-gritty part of it now. Like, points right now are going to be extremely vital. Yeah. Extremely vital. And so it's how America manages these next couple of matches that I think is important because, let's face it, Clásico Nacional is in, what, after the international break, two weeks from now, yeah, New so we have the international break, then we have, I think, Toluca, then Philadelphia, then Chivas, if I'm not mistaken. AJ, can you come from that, please? It's Philadelphia first, then Toluca, then Chivas. Yeah. Wait, so what do we play after the break, then? Like, who's our next game? Um, we got Mazatlan. Yeah, we got Mazatlan. Mazatlan. There you go, that's the one I was going to All right. That's got to be a three-pointer and hopefully a goal fest, because America needs goals drastically. So Mazatlan, like, drastically. Toluca, Chivas? Huh? Right? That's how it is? AJ, Mazatlan? Little league, yeah. Mazatlan, Toluca, Chivas. That's right, how okay. it's going. By with, the way, we're with, going... With, with a little Philly sprinkled in there. Yeah, with a little Philly sprinkled in there. Just, you know, to season things up. But... Okay. I don't know. Bless it's you. Interesting. Gracias. Salud. <laughs> but look, that does it. America ends up getting the point away on the road in Guanajuato. And like we mentioned, hopefully, at the end of the day, it's more of a good point rather than two points dropped. We'll see how it ends up. But... You know, like we mentioned, food for thought, Solari said that he enjoyed the game. He thought it was a good back and forth match. I don't know if he was watching the same game as we were. Um, or he was just trying to save face. You know? But hey, we'll see what happens. But yes, uh, so that pretty much does it. America, again, sits uh, at the top of the table right now with a total of how much, AJ? 17 points? We got, yep, 17 points. There we go, 17 points, three goals conceded, best defense tied with Atlas. And who would have thought we would be here in first place after all these matches, you know? Me. I like it. I like it, Christian. I thought we'd be in, like, second, to be honest. Um, but, hey, I'll take it. I'll definitely take it. Like uh, AJ just mentioned, we move. Uh, and talking about moving, we'll talk about some players that are officially going to be leaving the club for this upcoming season, maybe a potential signing or two, uh, and more players that are down because of injury and christian will have all the latest updates in regards to that aspect but before we move on i want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you guys by foot calls and if you guys haven't done so already make sure you guys go check out footcall.com they have some amazing products and they have just dropped some amazing concept over on twitter and if you guys want to follow them go follow them at footcalls uh and you guys want to use a discount code eep at checkout to get 10 percent off all footcall products again discount code eep at checkout to get all uh to get 10 percent off all foot cult products again. Thank you to Foot Cult for sponsoring today's episode. All right, gentlemen, go up on news, and it's oddly enough been a very busy news day in Coapa, Christian. Um, we have confirmation of Nicolas Benedetti moving out of the club. We have Arenato Ibarra, who is officially out for a good chunk, if not the rest of the season, and potentially not one, not two. 
but maybe three signings coming on for America, seeing as how we also got rid of Nicolas Castillo. So a lot of stuff here to kind of unfold, and I'm curious to see what Christian has in store for us in regards to all these transfer news, all these movements, all of this. So Christian, what do you have for us? All right, then. So, Leah, let's start off first with the, the departure. So, yes, um, it's been a busy week. Been a busy week in about, I think it was, I think it was exactly last week. Uh, we found out that Nico Castillo will, will be going on loan to Brazil. Um, I think this is a, a great move for everyone. Um, we, for us, we free up a, a foreigner spot, and for Nico Castillo, he gets to play again. Um, this loan will be just until December, and he'll be back with us in January. So um, best of luck to him. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, were wishing this upon him. Um, for me, I just hope that he just gets back to playing and hopefully to a level that, you know, that, 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 that's, that's manageable, that, you know, that's presentable to everybody. Um, it might, it's going to take some time. Obviously, in these six months, hopefully, you know, he can kind of gain back some confidence and, and we'll go from there. But six months in Brazil for Nico Castillo, that's that. Um, the kind of news today um, was Nicolas Benetti, like you mentioned. Um, so there was, there was rumors about this three weeks ago that Benete was going to go to Mazatlan. Um, it just seemed like Mazatlan wasn't really interested in it just yet, just because number-wise. Um, but it seemed like today they make some, they made some great advancements. And I think it's, you know, 99% close that Benete will be going to Mazatlan on the loan. Um, it seems like the, it's, it's a loan with an option to buy. Uh, so I... I don't know the, the exact number of the options to buy, um, but in terms of how the, the thing is structured, I, I don't think I'm a fan of it. Um, not just because I like Benedetti as a player, it's just that you're, you know, depending on that number, it just seems like, you know, I think you, you kind of invested on a player like Kim and then just, you know, if the number is not right, then it just doesn't make sense to me. So um, we'll have to see what the final numbers are, but for me, I think it's it's important for Benetti to to go on loan and just get more playing time because obviously Salati's not you know to his liking. So um, you know, best of luck to him. Obviously, you know, you know, you guys know how I feel about Benetti. I think that he would have made, he would have made a, a a great impact if healthy, but unfortunately, that's not how everyone sees it. So you know, hopefully, he he kind of regains his confidence and his level back in Masafan. Um, that's that. Those are the two departures, and when that gets confirmed, that'll open up another. Uh, foreigner spot for America, something that I even didn't think that we were going to get, and here we are now with two foreigner spots open. Um, and look at this now, Renato Ibarra um, registered, had a had a goal against Tijuana. The very next day, he is you know going into surgery. Um, <laughs> this yeah. has been a lingering injury, um, and it only got worse uh, in a tackle I think that he received in the Tijuana game. Um, you know, he was set to get surgery, then declined surgery. Because he wanted a second medical opinion, he's become a whole, you know, roundabout, and um, you know, but just know that he won't be playing with us for the rest of the season. Um, so you know, Renato Ibarra is once again, you know, out of the count. So no more Renato Ibarra for the rest of the season. It was, you know, it was a good five minutes of him, and uh, we'll see him. We'll see him in January. So that's that. In terms of um, of incorporations and signings. Um, Jurgen Dam. No, there is no contact with him. There has not been oh, contact God. In, in the recent weeks. Um, I swear, if I gotta make a Jurgen Dam graphic, I'm done. Okay, but listen. But here's here's a scary news though. The name is on the table. Um, but it seems like they're not going that route though. They want to explore other options. He is more like of a of an option E F G kind of guy. 
Um, they have other God, teams. Be an option the they did. They did invite React to reach out to him. I think a month ago. Um, it just seems like uh, you know Atlanta didn't want to get rid of him just yet. So the name is on the table, but it's not an option that they're pursuing right now. Take with that what you will. Um, and then I guess the big one today, I'll just you know get it out of the way because it's, it's you know kind of annoying me a little bit. Um, Darwin Darwin Machis, um, the player from Granada. Um, you know this this doesn't seem likely. I don't know why many reports are saying that it's gonna happen. It's it's not gonna happen um, right now at least. You know, number one, the player is injured. Number two, the player oh, is about fourteen million dollars. Um, and America will not, will not, will not <laughs> fourteen million dollars for Darwin Machis. Number three, Darwin Machis is, I think, a top three player for Granada. And with one day to go in the European transfer window, I don't think they can find a suitable replacement for him. Um, you know, it just doesn't seem unlikely. If, if it does happen, it'll probably be the biggest transfer pulled in the recent years for America. But it just it just doesn't seem viable. So guys, I'm sorry. You know, it's, it's a very interesting player. He is very fast, very versatile, something that we actually do need. And an interesting player. But at 29 injured and, uh, you know, around 12 to 14 million, it just doesn't seem likely for America. So that is all I have right now. In terms of signings, there isn't really other... Other people in the radar. There was mentions of Leo Castro um, from Colombia, but you know he's a 29-year-old striker, and we don't need another striker. So I kind of just throw that one out the window too. Hopefully, there's more signings in, and uh, you know, in the coming days, um, hopefully we get more news. You know, I really didn't feel like reporting the matches news because it was just, you know, guys, come on, it just wasn't. You know, I come on, let's be honest here. So, you know, hopefully with more viable news, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated at the Eagle Eye Podcast on Twitter. Uh, but that's all I have for you guys right now. So, Christine, so in other words, we're getting a player that will either be in San Rulde or Viñas. And then we have Alexis saying, Andy Rios, please. Oh, God. And then <laughs> saying Pedro Arce, please. The great return of Pedro Arce. Uh, also, there's a Peruvian named Pacheco. Uh, which I guess was another heavy rumor, right? For at least a day, and then it yeah. got flat after that. Yeah, we're selling a Copa Mackey's title for money so he can get Machis. I lied. Look, no, look, America has about, and I'm just ballparking it here. Maybe six million dollars to play with. Uh, that doesn't buy you a lot. So, I mean, yeah, I expect some inside Rule de Vinas type of transfers to come in. That's all we can afford. Um, so, it seems like we're going for two. I don't know the caliber of the two, but it seems like we're going for two. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And look, I had promised you guys that nothing was going to happen. And technically, I've stuck into my word because we haven't really brought anyone in. To replace kind of that, you know, also wanted extranjero position before the end of the transfer window. But I do want to apologize, and I should have done better research. The transfer window doesn't close until when, Christian? September 25th. The day of the Clásico. Oh, boy. So Maybe we'll we know about the Clásico. Oh, oh, let's go. Oh, They make their debut in the Clásico as well. <laughs> Look, we are 
I was looking at this thing, and and we we need another one. We do need another one. Yeah, but we need two <laughs> foreigners to come in and do a pretty really good job. But let's let's face it, right? I think America's just lost out on every every one of their candidates. I mean, everyone was. I was pretty much hoping, and and I had a little bit veladora prendida that it was gonna be Brian Ocampo. That completely just deteriorated. Cristo Gonzalez. Like, Cristo, yeah, yeah, didn't even work out there. Uh, it's just, it's terrible. Look, I don't know who America could definitely have in the radar. God, I hope it's not a Jurgen Dam. I really do hope it's not a Jurgen Dam. Um, and I, I, I don't know. It's just, look, all we know is that Christian's going to be up to date and, and he's going to try to keep you guys informed as much as you can. So follow Listen, us on the UI podcast. I take, man. I've been having a headache this past couple of days. So yeah, it's it's been hectic, man. And I'm reading some of the stuff. And I'm just like, oh god, please no. And, and of, I don't really want to give it too much light, but you know, it was brought to our attention the whole thing that Solari might leave by like December because False. Europe and I don't know what. False. Like, False. I don't False. look. False. We can't False. look that far into the future. Let's just look. You know, one cross, one cross, one. Uh, You're still cross. One game at a time. Cross. Yeah, it's because I saw uh, Dylan saying Jurgen Dam crosses over Linus is crossing. They're both as bad. They're, they're both know? terrible. Yes, they're both they're both they're terribly bad. One's got more speed than the other one. So, I mean, hey, Chris saying I'm just waiting for the Carlos Vela rumors, which I'm sure will some someone will try to force that rumor. Someone. I, I swear, I thought I saw someone try to force a Tecatito rumor. Oh yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, I was like, AC Milan offered what, like ten mil, and, and freaking Porto was like, no, we want eighteen. I was like, first of all, we don't even have ten. So I don't know where you guys think we're gonna be able to get Tecatito. Player swap plus cash considerations. Yeah, no, we it, it's bad. But look, again, we'll keep you guys up to date with anything that we hear. And again, Christian is gonna be up to date focused and determined to find out who these next signings are going to be. I mean, if we're frustrated, can you imagine how Solari feels? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I get frustrated during the weekends just watching his America team play at times. I'm sure he does too, because he's like, man, if I would have had so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so, this is a different game. We're not bathrooms. Yeah, well, hold up, hold up. There you go. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, look. We'll see what happens, you know. Chris saying Mbappe to America is probably his brother because I'm pretty sure he doesn't mean Killian. Um, It's like Pogba, but it's like one of his brothers. It's his brother. Oh, God. (laughs) I I mean, we'll see. Pogba played in the U.S. Yeah, in Atlanta United. Mm-hmm. He was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. But Wait, uh, hey. hold on. What if what if we actually get his brother to play at Club America? Would that open up his door for Paul Pogba to come in? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, he'll show up to the stadiums. That's the for sure. Brothers teaming up in the midfield? No. Well, his brother's a defender. Yeah. He was defending. You're right. You're right. He was defending. You're right. Yeah. 
Swapping with Emma Aguilera. Swap deal then. I think I have a, I think I'd rather have Aguilera at this point. Yeah, not nah, Bruno then Because <laughs> Aguilera could definitely take a penalty. Oh heck yeah. Of oh god. Well, I mean that does in that does in regards to this segment, guys. And uh, look, the the cool thing about international break is we don't really have to preview a next upcoming match because there really isn't one to talk about. So there's one thing we do want to mention before we start wrapping up the podcast is that there's a classical upon us, AJ. Next week, America versus Pumas for America Feminine. So if you guys want to catch that game, we and AJ are going to be previewing that in the upcoming podcast for our ladies, but also. Um, the men's are going to be going up against uh Chivas in uh, I want to say what this is the fourth edition of the Super Classico in the United States or the third can't remember. But one thing is for sure, it's going to be this Sunday at the Cotton Bowl. If you guys are in Dallas, make sure you guys make your ways through. Tickets are still available. You guys can go check them out at ticketon.com and uh, you guys can go buy your tickets, get ready. Fan Festival looks like it's going to be popping. Moises Munoz is going to be a special guest. So we're going to try to get a couple words with him since he speaks English. Um, and we are going to be there as well. Uh, as far as we, it's only going to be myself because, of course, uh, AJ is going to be too busy with the ladies. And then Christian, of course, he is uh, going to be busy with the bookies, trying to make sure we bet the house on whatever game Mexico is going to be playing. And our beloved cowboy, well, he is on vacation. And so he will be, unfortunately, absent for this. But we will be going to... Uh, we'll be going to the Cotton Bowl this uh, this Sunday. I'll be flying out. So if you guys see me at the Fan Festival, make sure you guys stop by, say hi. We'd love to put you guys in our blog. We are going to start doing more daily blogs as to what we do whenever it comes to covering games. Um, and yeah, that's what we're going to be kind of looking forward to. So if you guys have the opportunity to go, we are definitely going to be there. We're excited. Uh, these games are always fun, especially for the fans here in the United States who don't really get much of America. And uh, it should be an interesting one. Gentlemen, who do you think will most likely get the most minutes in this game? Obviously, knowing that uh, all the internationals will not be present. But I'm curious to see who do you guys want to be featured? Oscar Jimenez. Oscar Jimenez will definitely get some minutes. Chucho Lopez will definitely get some minutes. Yeah, AJ, I'll try to take as much. Federico Vinas is, for me, the one player I'm truly wanting to see get some minutes out there. I hope he goes at least, you know, 75 minutes. Yeah, for real, man. The man needs it. Uh, I'm curious to see Karel. Carol Carol Campos. Carol Campos. (laughs) And and, Uh, Instead of Carol G, it's going to be Carol C. Madrigal, yes. Vinas, Vinas. Osuna most likely will get some minutes. Yeah, no oh, yeah. doubt. He's definitely gay. So look, Damn, there's still son. some players. Fidalgo. Damn, will son. Damn, son. Oh, APG. Fernando Tapia. Oscar Jimenez over Guillermo Choa, I see. Oh, can't do that. Um... But oh my bad. Uh, but yeah, we'll be out there. Um, look, there's gonna be still some really good players at our disposal, and I think, like you mentioned, Christian earlier in the episode, you you said it. I think this is a game where Slide is gonna try to kind of feel out who's gonna be more or less, you know, available for for this team, and who could potentially fight for a starting eleven spot. Right? right. It's gonna be curious as to see how he works it. And look, these games are always fun. It's more about the atmosphere than exactly what's played out on the pitch, but it always helps whenever it's a good game. So, again, we'll be covering that game live for you guys. You guys don't want to miss it. Sunday morning is going to be the Fan Festival. Sunday afternoon is going to be the game. You guys don't want to miss it. 
Cotton Bowl, Dallas. Get ready for another Super Clásico. So let's see how that one goes. Chris saying, how many damn stadiums are you going to be at this year? Um, I don't know. But the point is, we are here to give you guys as much content as possible. And the fact that we get to travel because of you guys it means the world to us. So thank you for giving us the opportunity. And again, we're going to be working hard at that. So Christian's actually going to go. He's going with the bookies, not to the bookies. So, yeah. You know, he's, me and he's, the bookies go way back. They, yeah, very much way back. Um, <laughs> Chris saying, I ain't, I ain't say that shaking my head. You didn't, but you, look, I'm tired, guys. I'm tired. And I have not been able to read properly. Uh, and AP Jr. saying, hear me out, but he's putting in the work when he gets playing time. So Oscar Jimenez over Guillermo Ochoa. Look, I'll give it to you, AP, because you're putting, you're at least putting in the effort. So, yes, I'll give it to you just for today. For this for this game, yeah, I'll give it to you. Oscar over Ochoa, because Ochoa's going to be too busy trying to save Mexico's butt from potentially a disaster in a World Cup qualifying game. So. With that said, gentlemen, prediction for the game on Sunday against Chivas. What are you guys going with? A bold, a bold game, a dull tie. What are you guys going with? Three-one America. That's bold. AJ. Three-two. Want to see a goal first? Three-two. We can finally score three goals. So. God damn it! it, it I think it's gonna be a one-one. <laughs> One, it's going to be a typical Solari game. It's a 1-1. One, one. It's going to be a 1-1. One, one. But, I mean, hey, either way, like I mentioned, it's more about the, uh, it's more about the game in, in the stands. <laughs> Chris saying it's going to be a 5-0 game to America. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I would love that. Here. I would love yeah, that, to be honest. That. But we'll see. Chris, if America does end up winning 5-0, uh, we, will, we will get you a commemorative foot called merchandise kit. I don't know. We'll do something if America ends up winning 5-0 on Sunday. Um, but, gentlemen, uh, that pretty much does it for me. Do you guys have anything else before we wrap it up? Oh, man, just, you know, thank you, everyone, for coming out, listening to us. You know, it's Monday night. You know, it's nice to just sit down and talk America for a little bit. Hang out with you guys, and uh, hopefully we'll see you guys next week. Definitely. Next week and uh, the start of September, which again is going to be the start of a lot of important games for America. Wait, yo, hold Not up. only do we have next week because it's kind of Labor Day, you know. Holiday. Labor Day, man. Oh. I actually, no, I don't think we'll, we'll, we'll back on Monday. I think we'll back Tuesday because I'm flying in on Monday. So I don't oh, think I'll have access. Tired? So. Oh, you're going to be tired. No, I'm going to be in a plane while we're oh, while, while the podcast. <laughs> 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 so uh, we'll see. We'll be back on Tuesday, though. We'll we'll be ready to talk Mazatlan. We'll be able to talk. Hopefully, transfer updates. Hopefully, right? Hopefully, fingers crossed. So we'll have to wait and see. But again, uh, like Christian said, nothing better than a Monday night talking all things Aguilas and uh, AJ. Anything else to add? Um, free Chucho Lopez. That's all I want to say. Free Chucho Lopez. I don't know, man. Free The man's free enough. He's fine. He's doing his thing. Uh, but all right, that does it for us. Like Christian mentioned, thank you again for everyone that came out today, for everyone that's been listening to us, for everyone that's been going out and, you know, showing your guys' love and support for the podcast. We 
really, truly appreciate it. And, you know, we try to work as hard as possible for all of you guys. So, again, thank you to all of you guys. Thank you to Christian. Thank you to AJ. Thank you to Dylan for working behind the scenes. Uh, and thank you to everyone that, you know, putting in their shift for all of this. So, thank you again. And, and as always, you guys, uh, you guys have a wonderful night. Stay safe out there. Get some rest. Hydrate. Whatever you need to do, make sure you guys always remember one thing. Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 